Amen. Well, good morning, Friendship Church. Once again, happy summer. It's hot out there. Hallelujah. Um, walking in the Spirit, number four, is uh, what we, we are on. Walking in the Spirit, week number four. Uh, we've been talking about a lot of uh, different things. Um, and so we started off with uh, in Galatians chapter five when he says to uh, you can either walk by the acts of the flesh or you can walk by the fruits of the Spirit. And we make that decision every single day. How many of you know that? We make that decision every single day. Uh, or, or I guess we manage that decision that we made uh, a long time ago when we, made, when we gave our heart to the Lord. And then we manage that decision every single day. I'm not going to follow selfish desires. I'm going to uh, be led by the Spirit. And so today we are going to talk about listening to the Holy Spirit. How do we listen to the Holy Spirit? There's a difference in hearing and listening. We can hear uh, a train coming a mile away, and he's getting a little closer because I can hear there's something going on out there. But when you listen, that's a little bit different. Someone's trying to talk to you um, because the train's coming. You try to somehow shut out the sound of the train, and so you, what do you do? You lean in so that you can listen to what the person is trying to tell you. And so as we are listening to the Holy Spirit, we need to lean in, get closer to the Holy Spirit um, so that we can walk in the Spirit. We can listen to what He has to say. How do we listen to the Holy Spirit? Uh, the problem for you is you already know the answer. I'm just going to have to tell you that answer again so that you remember. <laughs> and so don't forget to remember. Okay, that's what we're doing here today. Uh, you know the answer, but we're going to talk about how to listen to the Spirit. Charles Spurgeon said, you might as well try to see without eyes, hear without ears, or breathe without lungs as to try to live the Christian life without the Holy Spirit. I totally agree with that. Um, to live this Christian life without the Holy Spirit, I mean, you might as well try to see without eyes, um, hear without uh, ears, Breathe without lungs. We need this. We need the Holy Spirit to live this Christian life. Amen. amen. I'll get y'all say amen. Okay. We need the Holy Spirit to live this Christian life. The uh, Spirit was breathed on us, uh, fell on us on the day of Pentecost, or on the on the, the disciples, the apostles, um, and we can live this life with the Holy Spirit. All right. So that's what we want to do. Want to listen to God. How do we listen to God? So if you have your Bibles, I'm going to be in John chapter 14 and Acts chapter 6. I'll be there in just a minute. John chapter 14, Acts chapter, I'm sorry, 16. John 14, Acts 16. I'll be there in just a minute. First of all, I want to give you several verses here, some rapid fire verses from the Bible. And I want you to see if you can find a similarity in these verses. This is about Jesus, something that Jesus did. And uh, we're going to go by real quick. Alan, you ready up there? Because we're going to go fast. Oh, he's ready to go. Look at this. All right. Uh, see if you can find the similarities. Matthew 14, 23. And after he had dismissed the... What just happened? Not that fast. Go back. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what just happened, but don't do that. Matthew 14, 23. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Matthew 26, 36, then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. Mark 1, 35, and rising very early in the morning while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. Luke 5, 16, but he would withdraw to desolate places and pray. 
Luke 6, 12, in those days, he, Jesus, went out to the mountain to pray, and all night he continued in prayer to God. Luke 9, 18, now it happened that as he was praying alone, the disciples were with him. Then verse 28, now about eight days after these sayings, he took with him Peter and John and James and went up on a mountain to pray. Luke 11, 1, now Jesus was praying in a certain place. And when he finished, one of the disciples asked him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. It's the only thing the disciples asked Jesus to teach them how to do. Not how do you do miracles. They asked him, how do you pray? How interesting is that? Luke 18, 1, he, uh, and he told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. Luke twenty two thirty one. Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you that he might sift you like wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail, and when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. Did you find a similarity in any of that? You've heard me say this before, okay? If Jesus felt the need to pray often and early and late and all the time. How much more do we, mere humans, need to pray? Jesus, his connection with God the Father, when the Holy Spirit descended on him as a dove, when he was baptized, the Holy Spirit was with him everywhere he went. He stayed connected to the Father in prayer constantly, All the time. He was all the time praying. None of those verses were doubled up, by the way. It it, it wasn't like Mark and Luke said the same thing. I didn't double it up for effect. Okay, Those were different times that he prayed. Okay, He prayed. Jesus prayed. And that connection that he had for his humanity, he needed it. This prayer that he had, the Holy Spirit led him and guided him. And he connected with the Father in prayer. What does that tell us about what we need to do? That's the easiest question I'm going to ask you here today. We need to pray. And the more we pray, this is where, you know, you, that, that you want, like, what's the, what's the secret sauce? What's the cheat code to hearing what God has uh, to say to you? You know, because sometimes we'll be going through life and, and we'll, we'll get something, we'll have a thought in our head, And have you ever asked this, was that me thinking that, or was that the Holy Spirit thinking that? Like, what was that? Like, if you felt that before, you're like, what is that? Which one is that? What's the cheat code to find out what that is? What's the shortcut? What's the easy formula that I can do to get the answer to that? There is no cheat code. There is no whatever. It is getting alone with God and praying, and not just one day, but two days, and three days, and four days, and early and often. Um, me and Becky, we uh, have done this for the last several years, where we will go on walks together, and we'll go on these different walks, and we spend a lot of time walking around, and we talk about literally everything. We talk about the kids, and we talk about life, and we talk about church, and you guys in a nice way, and, um, and we talk about uh, money, and we talk about just every life. You, you just talk. And um, we've done this for several years now, and so since being here, there's a couple of trails in our uh, neighborhood. So we always set out um, and we walk, but we don't really talk about what path we're going to take. So there's two main paths that we walk. One is kind of the short path, and we can normally walk that in about 30 minutes. And then one is a longer path, which takes about an hour 
hour, 10 minutes, depending on how fast we walk. And so we never really talked beforehand which path we're going to take. We just set off walking and we're talking. And soon enough, we find ourselves at this fork in the road. And it's like, which way are we going to go? And the first couple of times we did this, uh, we would be walking this way and we would kind of split. And, oh, we're walking this way. Okay. You know, and it's like, we don't talk about it. And it was like this weird deal. And so one time we were walking and I wanted to go the short way and she wanted to go the long way. We didn't talk about it, but we get to the path and we, whoop, we run into each other. And thankfully no one saw us. It was embarrassing, but I did just tell all of you guys that we ran into each other. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we didn't talk about it. It was just one of those things that we did and we didn't know which way we were going to go. But as we've been walking and walking two, three, four times um, a week, you tend to pick up on some things. Um, for instance, I'll say, hey, you want to you go for a walk? And she says, yeah, I'm ready. Let's go let's put, put my shoes on. And it was almost like a subtle thing, like she wanted to walk. So when we came to the end, we both just kind of naturally walked together. There was like almost like a subconscious thing. Sometimes she would ask me, hey, you want to go for a walk? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's go for a walk, you know? And that was kind of a subconscious way of saying, I'll walk, but let's go the short way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's a little hot outside. Let's just go the short route. Um, and so when we would come to that, we would just walk together. And we've got to a point now where we don't talk about which way we're going. When we get to that fort, we both just kind of naturally walk together. And we're in step and we're kind of in sync with each other. That took a little bit of time, though. That didn't happen the first time. Similarly, similarly, if you want to be in tune with what the Holy Spirit is saying, you need to constantly be in the presence of the Holy Spirit. And then when he says something the first time to you, and you're like, well, I don't know, what was that? Was that the Holy Spirit? Was that me? I don't know. But the more you get in the presence of the Lord, the more you are asking questions and you are listening, the more that that sound is, that's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is telling me to do this, and I need to walk, we're going to go in this direction. Here we come up to this fork in the road, and me and the Holy Spirit just naturally, we walk together. That is so important for us to continually pray and pray and pray. So let's look at our verse here. John chapter 14. This is Jesus, and he's talking to his disciples. John 14, verse 15. It says, If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you. Interesting, another helper. So Jesus was the first helper. The Holy Spirit is another helper. And did you know that Jesus is even helping you right now because he's interceding for you to the Father? So Jesus is even still helping you right now. So, and we have the Holy Spirit helping us. Okay, verse 17. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. The world doesn't understand or know when the Holy Spirit is speaking. They never spend any time with him. They don't know who he is, what he is, what he's doing. You know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. So this helper that Jesus gives to us or has sent us, the Holy Spirit lives inside of us Christians, talking to Christians today, the Holy Spirit lives inside of us and can lead us and guide us in where he wants us to go by the spirit of truth. So what he tells us is true. 
And so he can lead us and guide us, yes, by speaking to us in our head while we pray, but also there's this thing called the, anybody? Bible, the Word of God. This was inspired by the who? (laughs) Inspired by the Holy Spirit. You heard me say this before too. I wish God would speak to me. This is the Word of God. God will speak to you. And he talks to us. And if you want God to talk to you, break out your Bible and begin to read. We will begin to breathe, speak, and walk the language of the Holy Spirit when we read his word. When we make time, when we turn the TV off, when we turn social media off, when we wake up a little early, when we stay up a little late. We want to hear and listen what the Holy Spirit has to tell us. And so we read his word and we can find out the things that he has to say in his word. Now, there's sometimes he speaks to us, sometimes he speaks to us through other people as well, but we need to be careful of that because it is the truth that we are, that we want to cling to, that we want to hold to, not just having a word. Have you ever had someone say, I have a word for you? I have a word for you? There's a, John says in one of his later books, he says, dear friends, do not believe every spirit but test them to see if they are from the Lord. You are well within your rights to hear a word from the Lord and then go back and pray about it and see if it is from the Lord. You absolutely can do that. All right? But I have many times in my life, someone said, I, I got a word of, of God for you. Okay, let's, let's see what you got. You know? Several, I, that's several times happened to me. There was one particular time where the lady was telling me, and about halfway through, I could tell this was not from the Lord. She was on her soapbox. She just wanted to yell at me about stuff. Um, but she said, this is from the Lord, so now I can't argue with her. You know what I'm saying? And so I said, okay, I'll go pray about it. I didn't have to pray super long, but I did go pray about it. And I was like, you know, she was just on her soapbox. She just wanted to, she just wanted to say stuff. Now, but does it happen? Absolutely it happens. Uh, lady, a lady came up to me and Becky one time. We were going through some stuff. We had a fork in the road type of a situation. lady came up and she said, I, I don't know if this is from the Lord. I just kind of feel this in my spirit. I'm going to say this, and then, and then you, you, know, you determine if this is right or not. And she began to say things to us, and she said things that me and Becky had said to each other privately that there's no way that she would have known And then she began to quote scripture that we had read together, just me and her, trying to figure out what to do. There's no way she she would have known these scriptures. And we said, okay, that's truth right there. Like, that's coming from the Lord right there. And so we went, we said, thank you. We let her pray for us. We went home and we prayed about it. And we said, this is, I mean, this is from the Lord. Like, she's, she's speaking to us. So absolutely it happens. But you can test the spirits. You should test the spirits. Test to see what is happening, because the Holy Spirit is going to come, and if he's dwelling in us, then we should be able to to hear and see and listen and pick out exactly what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell us. And there's many times the Bible has already said something about it. And if we read the Word, if we read the Word, when we come up with this tough decision that we have to make, the Bible's already said something about it. So you say, uh, God told me that I'm going to marry that girl. Well, that girl's already married, so no, he didn't, okay? Like, that's an easy one, okay? Like, 
God's already said, okay, we're not going to divorce, especially for that reason. So you can go ahead and move on. You don't even have to pray about that, okay? Uh, I know that sounds weird, having a preacher say you don't have to pray about that, especially in a sermon about praying more. But if there's something that already the Bible says we're not going to do that, there's not much else to say. No, God's not telling you that. You just want that to happen, and so you're telling yourself, well, the Holy Spirit told me. No, okay? There are, there are times that maybe you make a commitment to do something, and now you're thinking about quitting that commitment. So maybe I just need to pray about it. Well, the Bible's already said, let your yes be yes and your no be no. You made a commitment, you need to stick with your commitment. Right? So you can pray about it if you want to, but the Lord's already spoken on this, and he has his word to tell you the answer on that. So that's why we read the word. We read the word to be able to tell us that. Let's move on. Verse, verse 25. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit... Whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. How awesome is that? He will bring back remembrance what I've already told you. So how is he going to bring back remembrance what he's told you if we don't read it? We've got to read his word. We've got to read his word. And so sometimes we'll start off and we're like, okay, so I'm supposed to read his word. Okay, so I read a chapter and I pray for like five minutes. And, and then I'm done, and I go, I didn't really get anything out of that. So what do I do? Well, you do the same thing the next day. <laughs> and then you do it the next day. And then it is amazing what will happen. Because how many this this has happened to you, where a situation came up, you didn't know what to do, or, or you were talking about things, and then a, a, a verse was quoted, and you go, I just read that like last week. That's the Holy Spirit confirming what's going on. You just read that. This verse was spoken to us. This truth was given to us. So you can be confident in walking in the direction that God is taking you. He uses his word all the time to speak to us. And so we read his word. And then what we read a month later, something happens. And I just read that in the Bible. He says to do this. Okay, that's what we should do. And the more we spend time in the Bible... In prayer, the easier it is to listen to what he has to say. The easier it is to listen to what he has to say. All right, let's look at a case study here, okay? Let's look and see, like, this played out in real life. Is there a Bible verse that helps us play this out in real life? I'm glad you asked. Yes, there is. Acts chapter 16, okay? Acts chapter 16. You've got Paul, and you've got Silas, and you've got Timothy, and they are... Um, They've gone out and they've started to plant churches and they're trying to figure out, God, where do you want us to plant these churches? Should we go here? Should we go there? Okay. So they're trying to figure out where God wants them to go. So Acts 16 verse 6 says, And they went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. Okay. So we have our first fork in the road. Should we go to Asia? Or should we go to Phrygia and Galatia? We've got to figure out where God wants us to go. And sometimes this is a tough thing because some of us, we're just wanting to do a good thing. Well, maybe Asia needs a church over there. We need to go do that. That's a good thing. Why wouldn't God want me to do that? And so we're not, but we're not just looking for a good thing. We're looking for a God thing. What does God want you to do? 
God has it birthed in somebody else's heart to plant a church in Asia where Paul might have gone. But I want Paul to go do this. And so sometimes that, that can make it tough because it's not like one decision is good and one decision is of the devil. It's just like there's two good decisions. Which one should we do? And so there was some indication here um, that Luke speaks about with Paul that says we were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to go and speak the word in Asia. So there was some indication that the Holy Spirit says, don't go there, go there. All right, so they walk this way. Next verse, verse 7. And when they had come up to Mysia, they attempted to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. All right, so now we have a second uh, fork in the road. Should we go to Bithynia or should we go to Troas, which we find out in the next verse? Which way should I go? Well, maybe they weren't sure, but it says that they attempted to go to Bithynia. I don't know what that means. Did they, did they walk a mile down the road toward it? Were they praying and they were leaning that way? And I don't know. But the Holy Spirit said no, even though they attempted, they tried to go to Bithynia. So they took at least a couple of steps toward it, you would think. They took a couple of steps, but the Holy Spirit said, no, 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 I don't want you to go that way. I want you to go this way. So then they walked this path instead. How did they know? Let's keep reading. Verse 8. So passing by Mysia, they went down to Troas. That was the next place that I said. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing there, urging him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. And when Paul had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go on into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. So now we have a third fork in the road. Where should we go? And this time there was a vision of the Lord. So we have three different forks in the road. Should we go to Asia or should we go to Galatia? All right, let's go to Galatia. Should we go to Bithynia or should we go to Troas? Well, let's try Bithynia. No, no, no. The Holy Spirit wants us to go this way. And then you have another fork in the road. Where should we go? And God sends a vision and they go to Macedonia. Now, many of us want to wait for the vision, okay? Like the burning bush type of a moment. Like, we want the burning bush. It's like, would you just like spell out in clouds in the sky, Indonesia, and then I'll go there, okay? That's probably not going to happen, or at least that's not going to happen as often as just being led by the Holy Spirit. Now, does that happen? Yes, absolutely. I mean, it happened here, but it didn't happen every time. It just happened the third time. And so sometimes we can be so paralyzed, and I don't know what God wants us to do, so we just stop and we do nothing. Well, God didn't want us to do nothing. Oh, I'm just waiting for, the, for my burning bush moment. Well, we don't wait for the burning bush moment. What do we do? We pray. And so even if we take a step in that wrong direction, that's like when you don't follow your car GPS, and it's like, oh, you have made a wrong turn, you know? And then it takes you longer, but it gets back to the other. Some of, some of those GPSs are mean, you know? You did something wrong. Okay. So... You started in Bithynia, and then he's like, no, we're supposed to go in this direction here. Then on the third time, there was a vision. Now, sometimes he does give a vision to say, this is what I have said. And so there is a big moment. But we can't wait for a big moment every time. Sometimes we have to be led by the Holy Spirit. And how, are we, how do we do that? Well, we pray. And I think that the model was set before them even a couple chapters before this. In Acts chapter 13... Verse 1, it says, Now there were in the church at Antioch prophets and teachers, 
Barnabas, Simon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Menean, a lifelong friend of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. So there's a bunch of people there, prophets. He named some of them, okay? Verse 2. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart from me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and they sent them off. What did they do with this decision? They bathed it in prayer. They prayed and they listened. So it says, the Holy Spirit said. Now, it is not believed that there was a loud, booming, audible voice that the Holy Spirit spoke to all of them. Okay, This is all we have to go on. But it's not believed that there was a loud voice. There's two ways of thinking or, or, or two thoughts on this of what it could have been. Number one, we could have had like a tongues interpretation type of a situation. The gifts of the Spirit were enacted or, or a gift of uh, wisdom or knowledge, okay, prophecy. Something like that could have happened. There were prophets there, so maybe a prophet got up and spoke and they said, here's what the Holy Spirit says, and then they prayed about it. Or there's a situation where they all felt that this was the way they needed to go and we've done that before even, even at this church where I've talked to the staff or I've talked to the board and I said, hey, let's pray about this and when we meet again, we'll talk about it. And we've met again and we were all in agreement. We all felt the same thing. That's the Holy Spirit speaking to us, okay? So either of those could have happened. I'm fine with either one. You can pick the one that you think happened and that's fine, okay? One, but probably one of those two things happened. Either one is fine. The point is, is that even after the Holy Spirit spoke, they fasted and prayed some more to make sure, right? So they kept praying. They kept praying. They didn't just hear a little something and then got on the first boat to Indonesia. It's like, let's, let's keep praying, okay? Let's make sure that this is what God wants us to do. So God has to be the one that is leading us. Do not expect to be led by the Spirit if you are walking in front. Do not expect to be led by the Spirit if you are walking in front. It's hard to hear God's voice when you've already decided what He's going to say. <laughs> okay? When you've already, like, when you go and, and you are going to pray about something, if you've already pretty much established a lot of it, and then you're just kind of asking God to bless what's going on? Well, that's a problem. Now you're leading. The Holy Spirit isn't leading. So sometimes there's questions we can ask. Like, I could ask Becky, can I play golf this weekend? And then I could ask Becky, should I play golf two or three times this week? Like, those are different questions, right? <laughs> you, you hear that? Those are different questions. Instead of, God, when should I start this ministry? Maybe we should first ask God, should I start this ministry? Shouldn't we be led by the Spirit before we do any of these things? We listen to what God is trying to tell us. And then we do that. Maybe God's speaking to us, and we've said no too many times, so God stopped asking us to do stuff. Is that a possibility? You're like, well, I haven't, God hadn't asked me to do anything in a while. Is it because you've told him no too many times in a row? Okay, I'll ask somebody else. Is that a possibility? Because we've already determined what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to walk. This is how many kids I'm going to have. This is what my job's going to be. This is what I'm going to whatever. And God bless it. 
And God's like, can I have a say in this? I have some things that I would like for you to do. Sometimes we have a sense that simply the fact that I am a Christian and I have a thought, then that is from the Holy Spirit. You know? It's like, well, I, and I, it's funny because I talked about this just fairly recently with somebody. They were like, well, we were, both of us were Christians and we made a decision and we just figured it was okay with God. Like God didn't stop us. So if he didn't say no, that means he says yes. Okay, well, he's not going to like throw a tree at you every time, you know, he didn't want you to go down a path. Like ask God. Talk to him. God, what should I do? I'm feeling I should go this way. Is that right? And we listen to what God is saying. I was talking to my friend, a um, friend of mine, his name is Josh. It was a couple of years ago. And he wanted to talk to me about a question that he had about what he should do. And so we sit down at Starbucks. And he said, okay, here's, here's the thing. I, I absolutely feel called in, in the ministry. I'm, I, I'm called in ministry. I just don't know where I should go. For a long time, I wanted to be a youth pastor, and that's, that's what I wanted to do. And so I just assumed that you know, one day it would happen, and I would be a youth pastor. But the last couple of months, I've been praying, and I've really been feeling about going into missions. And I don't know which, which one I should do. What should I do? And I said, okay, well, let's, let's walk down both paths a little bit, and let's see. Okay, let's say that you're going to be, that tomorrow you're starting a new job as a youth pastor. Tomorrow you're a youth pastor at whatever assembly of God, Okay. What do you want to do? What are you excited about doing? What can't you wait to do? Like, what are you going to do tomorrow? And he said, well, I, you know, I don't know. I guess I'd want to meet the kids, and I'd, I'd want to have a really good first sermon. And, um, and I guess, you know, just kind of hang out with the kids a little bit. I was like, okay, yeah, that's pretty good. And, okay, wipe that away. Let's say you're leaving tomorrow. You're getting on a plane to be a missionary to whatever country what are, you, what are you going to do? What are you excited about? What are you looking forward to? And his eyes just lit up. He said, oh my goodness, to go over and to be in another country and to be in the marketplace and to lead someone to the Lord and then to disciple them and to learn that language and to read the Bible with them in their language and da 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 And he was just talking and talking and talking and talking. And his voice got louder and louder and faster and faster. And I was just like, is it just obvious to me here? Like, can you hear yourself? Like, listen, there's nothing wrong with being a youth pastor. Absolutely. If God wants you to be a youth pastor. If God doesn't want you to be a youth pastor, you shouldn't be a youth pastor. But if God is telling you to do this, and it's obvious, I mean, you even said the last couple of months, God's been showing me this route. I think God's showing you that route, and you're finding that out in prayer. You don't just, ooh, I'm called to ministry. I want to be a youth pastor. Let's do that. You pick what God wants you to do, you ask him, God, what do you want me to do? And then you walk in that direction. You walk in that direction. Listen, he's given you a helper. Use it. He's given you a helper called the Holy Spirit. We can use that. And the more that we are there, the more he's going to lead us. I found that out too. When he when he gives us a task to do or a purpose to do and we obey the Lord, he is much more willing and, qu and quicker to give us something else to do and then give us something else to do. And if the Lord leads us to do something and we say, uh, boy, no, I don't, I don't know if I want to do that. And then maybe he gives us another chance and another chance. And then after a while, typically we don't let God lead because we know, 
We know what we're supposed to do, but we don't want to do it. We don't want to do it. And so we're trying to come up with another good thing that we can do. But the Holy Spirit is speaking to us, number one, through His Word. And then number two, when we spend time in His presence. Guys, we got to spend time in His presence. So when, when we come to these forks in the road, should I go to Asia? Should I go to Galatia? Should I go to Bithynia? Even if you take a couple of steps toward Bithynia, it's, you're still in this attitude of, God, is this right? God, this isn't right. i got to go this way. He will tell you. He will show you. 1 John chapter 2, last verse. 1 John chapter 2. But you have received the Holy Spirit, and He lives within you. So you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. For the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know. And what he teaches is true. It's not a lie. So just as he has taught you, remain in fellowship with Christ. Listen, you don't need anybody else to teach you truth. And you can have your favorite preacher on the internet. You can have your favorite author. Absolutely read them, listen to them, whatever. That's fine. But all the things that they got were from the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Okay? They're not special. They got what they wrote or preached from the Holy Spirit, hopefully. And so that same Holy Spirit can speak to us. You don't have to be a preacher for the Holy Spirit to speak to you. You don't have to be an author for the Holy Spirit to speak to you. You can remain in fellowship with Christ and have him speak to you. Sometimes we can't listen because there are competing voices And that's when you go from hearing noise to listening to the Holy Spirit. And what you do is you sometimes turn all those things off and just get in tune with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I know I hear the train coming a mile away, but I'm going to lean in and I'm going to listen to you, Holy Spirit. And you do that day after day after day after day. You know, stand with me this morning. We're going to go into a time of prayer. Very simply put, I think there's people in the room that you're in a fork in the road, possibly type of a situation where you're like, should I go this way? Should I do that? What direction should I go? What decisions should I make? Let me submit to you, what does God have to say about it? What does God have to say? And so I'm going to open up this, uh, these altars for prayer, and, 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 I, and I want to encourage you, especially if you are in these fork-in-the-road type of moments. I want to encourage you to step out of your seat and find a place to pray. I know we can pray everywhere, but just as kind of that, that step out of the Lord to say, or step out, of our, step out of our seat to say, Lord, I want to follow you. I want to encourage you to do that. Can we all find a place to pray here? And what we're going to do is, is the worship team, they're just going to play a little bit. They're not going to sing because I want you to talk and then listen to the Lord. And then they'll come in and they'll lead us in a worship song. And that's fine. And we can sing that worship song. But we can also listen as well. But I want us to give us a couple of minutes to actually listen to God. So yeah, you can say a couple of words to begin with. God, this is the situation. I feel like maybe I should do this. What do you think? And then what if we listened and what if he spoke to us? What if we were obedient today and that was the beginning of him speaking to us throughout this week? in this month. So can we find a place to pray? All of us find a place to pray.
whether at your seat or at the front. But I would say if, if it's definitely you that says, yes, I'm in a fork in the road situation. I need direction from the Lord. I want to hear from the Lord. I want to encourage you to come forward and stand or kneel or find a place to pray. If we all go, one, two, three, go. Find a place to pray. And let's listen to the Holy Spirit. God, what do you have to say? I want truth spoken to me. Sometimes that truth comes from the Word of God, and so help us to read the Word of God. Some of this is just consistently getting in the presence of God and getting in tune to your language and what you're saying. But let's take a few moments and let's listen to what the Holy Spirit has to say. Thank you, Lord, for meeting us here, for speaking to us. Help us, Lord, to read your word, to get into the presence of the Lord by praying, worshiping. Help us to to lean in and listen to you, to shut out all the, the noises in the background that we hear, but help us to listen to you, God. Help us to listen to you and all that you have for us, where you want us to go. And God, give us the the humble spirit to to put our desires aside. Jesus, as you pray, not my will, but thine be done. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. But that's where the fruit of the spirit of self-control comes from and patience. As those begin to grow in our heart, we can put aside those things that that we may want and say yes to the things that you want for us because what you want for us is truth and it's great and it's wonderful help us to walk in that direction Lord God we thank you and we praise you we love you God we love you this morning Jesus thank you thank you for sending the Holy Spirit to lead us and to guide us we love you in Jesus name amen Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning.